For the first time since World War II, America's technological predominance is under threat. China possesses the might, the talent, the ambition to surpass the United States as a world leader in AI, as well as a broad range of advanced technologies. Our adversaries or our competitors are already deploying technologies in their version of their intelligence community at a faster rate than we are. We don't get the luxury of, you know, we'll try it out for 10 years, you know, it's kind of like that cloud thing that took us a little while to figure out. A country as committed and as advanced and respected as China has clearly articulated the timeline. They are going to match U.S. capabilities by 2025, right? Be superior to the West by 2030 and by 2035 dominate, and by 2049 win in any domain anywhere in the world. So they've set the timeline. Technology is in the image of the founder of it. If I take the Chinese government and I take a look at a surveillance state, the natural tendency and actual action of the state is surveillance. It collects on every attribute of the human. If I am having to buy that technology, that infrastructure for things like 5G, I have submitted myself to that value system, not my own. That is a powerful thought. This is a values competition. If you have a country like China that is willing to eavesdrop, listen in, control aspects of your life, if they win, and all of these technologies are developed by their driving force, their values, we've got a real problem. Everything we do in life will be changed by AI. Economics, how we work, intelligence, how we fight wars, how we recreate and enjoy our time with friends. It's happening and it will continue to happen. But here is the big question. Are we as Americans ready for the battle. If you ask a young person in China, what do you want to be when you grow up? They'll tell you, I want to be an astronaut. Ask an American kid these days, I want to be a YouTube celebrity. So the National Security Commission on AI, and I mean, these are some incredibly smart, capable people from business, from government, from technology. They've taken on this project of really figuring out What are the stakes? Why does AI matter to us, our economy, our way of life, and our superiority of military force? What's the impact if we win or lose? What are the things we must do by 2025 on leadership, on talent, on technology, on innovation, if we're going to get into this fight? Our adversary just had their Sputnik moment, and they watched AI crush their national champion in Go, like 5-0. And when they watch it take apart chess algorithms that have been 20, 30 years in development, take it apart with nine hours of training, never losing a match of 100, they said, this is game changing for us. We're going and we're going to win this fourth industrial revolution and it's going to be led with AI. And if the West wants to sit on its hands and, you know, admire the beauty of their battleships, so be it. The next several podcasts will provide overviews of the report with commissioners from the National Security Commission on AI, 
and get into the stories and the examples and the context in a way that's easy to absorb. We'll be talking with Vice Chair Robert Work. He'll walk us through an overall of the report and the recommendations. But we concluded that the Chinese are ahead of us in data. And the reason why they're ahead of us in data is they don't care where it comes from and they have no compunction in using it without any concerns for personal privacy or civil liberty. And if anybody doesn't like it, that's just tough. They're ahead of us in applications, in doing things at scale. They are working on smart cities. They're working on autonomous vehicles. They're working on all sorts of applications on a much broader scale than we are right now. He'll also do a deep dive and give us some of the real specifics of why this matters, especially when we're fighting wars. And that the country that wins on AI, the advantages they'll have in warfare. You're going to have weapons that talk to each other. You're going to have airplanes with humans in the cockpit flying with maybe three or four unmanned wingmen. You're going to be under constant cyber attack and you're going to be making cyber attacks. So you're going to have AI enabled cyber and AI enabled defensive cyber. Then we'll be talking with Commissioner Katarina McFarland about our acquisition system. So many changes must occur according to the AI report. Is our acquisition system up to the task? How do we bring in the talent, the hardware? What are the innovative ways of thinking that we need to do to be ready by 2025? The real process has to, however, consider the threat as the predominant driver or the white space where somebody is not occupying. In other words, if, if everybody's focused on a missile and you find another way of achieving those results that's not a missile because nobody's spending time there, that's white space. It's not appropriate to try to refine and write a requirement. It's more appropriate to turn to industry, describe your problem, and have them offer you solution sets. And then we'll be talking with Commissioner Gilman Louie. Commissioner Gilman Louie will walk us through the intelligence aspects of AI. And he'll talk to us about how AI matters more in intelligence than any other field. And he'll walk us through how an analyst with AI can become a super empowered analyst. And no matter how smart you are, if you're competing against a country that has beaten us on AI, you'll lose every time. And he'll tell us why. Humans can't keep up with computers, but AI can. I can get human reporting, right? It's based on X, Y, Z, and T. X, Y, Z is the location and T is time. It isn't just T0, T minus one, T minus two, T minus three, right? Going backwards, the, the history of time about this spot in space and what has changed. I want to go T plus one, T plus two, T plus three. I want to run a simulation of all the possibilities, these alternative futures, and I want to play it. I want to play it like a game. I want to be in the simulation, see what the possibilities are. So much has been said about the World War II generation, the greatest generation. If you look at how we came together, the sacrifice of everybody for one single cause, democracy, values that we hold so dear. There's a lot of talk that millennials and Gen Xers and they're adrift and they haven't had a great fight. They haven't been tested. We have a test, but it's different. It's hidden. The next four episodes walk you through everything you need to know 
about the battle that is happening and the battle we must win. We want you to engage, understand, and be part of the conversation. So as you listen to these episodes, where can you help? Whether it's talking to family members, whether it's getting the story out, whether it's writing a blog, so that people understand what we've got to do. Think about ideas in what you're doing in your work, but how it can be done differently. And the reason that we are asking for the discussion, for the understanding, is we must come together. We have things that divide us. We can talk about them. But if we stay divided on this issue, we will lose. And that's what the commissioners are telling us. We've got to get the will to get into the fight. But we have to be unified to do this. To me, it isn't a question of can you do it? It's going to be, let's get together and figure out a way to do it. Because if we don't, we'll be experiencing a life that none of us want for our children or ourselves. Now we have a competitor, unlike any competitor that we've seen in the last 100, 150 years. This is the time. Now, talk is cheap. Let's go off and execute. GovCon Different. Ideas from the outside apply to GovCon to drive change.